here we are two months into 2022, change is happening, and we're still struggling. Hi, I'm Cam, holistic health coach, mom to two humans and four pets. Hi, I'm Amelia, laboratory scientist by day and food scientist by night. Welcome to our show. Join us as we share our holistic approach to life after 50. You can expect real life stories with a dash of humor and a ton of truth. If it happens in midlife, we're going to talk about it. So hit that subscribe button and follow along. We're the Midlife Mamas. Oh my goodness, Cam. I just can't even believe that we're still talking about change, but we have had so much in the last many months, many, many months. So let's just recap. Just, just is just a few things, folks. This isn't even everything. So I changed jobs in the beginning of November. Cam got married in December and my dad passed in January. How is that? That's, that's a lot of change. A lot of change. I remember um, my dad said this quote to me, I don't know, many, many years ago. The only consistent in life is change. And boy, is he right. (laughs) He is so right. And I'm so fortunate to be married to someone that's extremely flexible because I love my box and Mm -hmm. I love my cheese where it is. And I love (laughs) black and white. So, you know, this is, this has been a really tough season for me. And one of the things I love about our partnership is that we can laugh about it because otherwise I'd be sitting in a, in the fetal position in a corner. Right. With your (laughs) cheese and a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's what I would prefer, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode is about um, how we're dealing with changes and hopefully it'll bring some insight to your life because, you know, if we're going through it, I know you are too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So we've actually done an episode on managing change. So for those of you listening, we've told you what the tools are and we sincerely try to employ the tools. But in midlife, our bandwidth is a little bit shorter and it, at least in my experience, it takes a little bit, um, it takes less to throw me off my game. And so we're going to talk today about our own struggles and some of the ways that we're coping. Because as Cam said at the top, you know, we're only two months into 2022, not even two months, and we're still struggling a little bit. Oh, you're right. We're only one month in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's just, it's still the beginning of February, right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, you are right. <laughs> yep. So to give some framework to my struggles so that so that people will understand where I'm coming from, I'm going to tell a little story, not in gory detail, but to give you a framework. I, I consider myself a pretty nice person. Most people like me. I get along with others. Um, I certainly would never uh, accuse someone of anything or hurt their feelings without just cause. And I certainly wouldn't hurt anyone's feelings knowingly. But I said something to a coworker, it's been about a week and a half ago, that was not kind. And it was not appropriate. There were other people present. And it was a bad, it was a bad deal. Let me just say, I regretted it. I apologized in uh, verbally, in writing, in voicemail. And it still feels like the office is reeling a little bit from this unkind statement. And I, 
I'm struggling with forgiving myself and mm-hmm. trying to move on. And so it's unfortunately infected a lot of the way I feel about other situations. Mm-hmm. And so I would just challenge you to really take those thoughts to court. Has it really affected the office? And is, you know, have you were, uh, haven't you handled it? Haven't you forgiven yourself or, you know, what steps haven't you done? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, other people have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think the crux of what you said, have I really forgiven myself, maybe where some of the, the problem is. Mm-hmm. Because in my brain, I say, I've done all the things. I've asked for forgiveness. I have been repentant, as it were. I, I know I've learned a lesson, but I still beat myself up. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem is, you know, asking myself, how could I have been so unkind? And it's baffling to me. I think it's partly some of the other changes, Cam. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, at the time this happened, my dad hadn't been passed away, but about three weeks. And I don't know if it was you or somebody else that told me that life is like a bowl of water that you're balancing. Mm -hmm. And my bowl is very, very full right now. And Mm -hmm. so one more drop of water got dropped in my bowl and the bowl spilled. And the spilling was this unkind comment that I said. So I I think I've got some work to do in the forgive yourself department. Right. You know, I I agree with you. The bandwidth for things to go wrong or things that are, you know, out of the realm, the bandwidth is very short in my world as well. Like I feel like anything just puts me in a foul mood or, you know, just anything unexpected like that. And, you know, it's kind of embarrassing because the person that I lean on the most, which is my husband, these things feel too big to tell him. Like, I'm embarrassed. And I don't know if other people feel that way about their loved ones. They... It's not that I feel invincible, but when I've done something that I'm embarrassed about, I don't want to talk about it. And then it makes everything worse because I feel like I'm hiding something from him as well. So that's another piece that I've had to overcome and be like, he loves me. I know he loves me and he's not perfect either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's going to be okay. When I have a conflict, I'm the kind of person that wants to get everything out on the table and resolve it like right now. (laughs) Like I want it all out there. I, I don't like waiting to resolve things. I That's not my style. <laughs> I, I understand and I completely mm-hmm. agree. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I think, oh, well, I'll let this go, it's it just eats away at me. I mean, uh-huh. I can't like I can't let it go. I want to address things head on. And normally I do. This was just a weird situation. Right. It was just the tipping point. It was literally the, the tipping point. point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, my mom has told me she thinks that coping with my dad's passing is probably at the root of a lot of this unrest, I feel. And sometimes it's unrest, but a lot of times it's questioning. So questioning myself and how good of a job I'm doing at work, at home, in all of my roles has been a big part of those struggle in this season. Uh-huh. Right. And so what have you done that's been successful? Have you have you made baby steps towards forgiving yourself or changing how you're thinking? What's what's working? Yeah, yeah, I would say baby steps for sure. And sometimes it's two steps forward and one step back. And taking my thoughts to court is the biggest helpful piece mm-hmm. of advice, you know, that you've given me or, or that I'm using because 
you know, when I really am analytical, which I love to be, there's no evidence that anything is damaged. There's no evidence that I'm doing a poor job at work or that my, you know, that anything is falling apart at home. Every, all all the balls still appear to be in the air. Mm -hmm. So I would say taking my thoughts to court and also what's really helped is breathing exercises. When I begin to feel anxious, which happens quite a bit these days, you know, I have a physical reaction of a speeding heart or a mm-hmm. racing heart, mm-hmm. I should say. And just taking some slow, deep breaths is very helpful physiologically. I mean, there's actual evidence to prove that that, that does help calm you down. Right. And you can feel the difference. So you know that you're dropping into your body and getting out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. And I spend a lot of time in that mind. So so another uh-huh. thing that I've done is, you know, I like to be busy. Mm-hmm. And when I'm struggling, sometimes being busy is helpful, but I have to be very conscious that I'm just not avoiding these feelings. Right. I mean, that's my story back in, the, you know, 2009, 2010, when I started CrossFit, it was so much easier to be in my physical body than dealing with um, separation and then divorce and leaving my teaching career and all of that. All of that happened in a very short amount of time. And that's how I dealt with it. That's good, though, that you recognize how you were coping. So how are things going for you now? Yeah. So, you know, I feel like there's always change in life. And I feel like I, I, it t- I've I, been thinking a lot lately. And I've been doubling down on my friendships, I would say, and making more in time, more time for intentional friendships and relationships. And that feels really good. Um, it's yes, I, I didn't know I was doing it in, at first, but I am intentionally doing it. <laughs> I, that is good. And you know, that's another thing that's helped me. I think maybe two weeks ago, I had uh, dinner with a lady I used to work with who incidentally lost her dad. It's been several years, but it was so comforting to be with her. And then the following Friday, I had lunch with a friend. So I'm kind of doing that too. Like I've actually scheduled a dinner this coming week with someone from my church because Mm -hmm. sometimes having that, that, relationship strengthened is good. So I'm, I'm with you on intention, intentionality with relationships and intentional meeting, not just the relationship itself, but spending time with these people. Right. I agree. And I think that's a part of the midlife like health, I think, is investing in your friendships. We don't have to do this alone. <laughs> right. That's such a good point. And it sometimes feels alone. It sometimes feels oh. like you're the only one that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually journaled today, which is something I've shared that I've never really done in many, many, many years. But um, yeah, I was journaling about that. Sometimes I do feel really alone. And that's not the truth. That's not the case. <laughs> there's there's two dogs and two cats in my house all the time. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's one of those cases where you took that thought to court to say, mm-hmm. am, I, am I alone? Why am I feeling alone? Mm-hmm. And um, I've had to do that as well, because introspection is good, but sometimes it can feel isolating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. My old self would have like gone to the gym and like beat myself up in the gym and got all sweaty and all that. And so another thing I've been doing intentionally is following like what I would call a midlife exercise protocol, like strength training a couple times a week, you know, just a dash of hit, lots of walking, or I've been riding the bike because it's icy here. But you know, you know, just really doubling down on my exercise and not going back into that old habit of just going crazy. <laughs> That is really good. And how's your sleep? 
It's amazing. Like I, when I wake up in the morning and I've slept through the night, I'm like, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. So my sleep has been good. Um, my doctor in December, November, December changed a few things. And I started taking um, a very low dose of melatonin that is released, um, time release. And it's been a game changer. It's been really amazing. Oh, girl, I'm gonna be asking about that. because <laughs> yeah. My sleep has not been so good. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exercise, mm-hmm. I mean, is this part of the intentional journey? Is I mean, did you have to really dial into that, or were you? Was it just something that you just realized you were doing? So back in the in the past, I had no idea I was over exercising. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought you're exercising, you're healthy, and that ran into a hormonal disaster later in life. You know, 2016, it started rearing its ugly head. But you know, I'm in my third year of menopause, and it's, you know, I know the science and I know what I teach other women. And it's just like intentionally doing the things that I know it's best. That's all. That's awesome. If you feel some sort of anxiety or like struggle, whatever word you want to say, come up Mm -hmm. because of whatever, do you have an immediate coping skill for that? Well, it's not grabbing the chips <laughs> because, <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I did have an incident with crackers the other day. I was mindlessly eating almond flour crackers while I was working on the computer and my blood sugar shot up the highest it's ever shot. And no. yeah, and then I crashed and I was exhausted. I actually took a nap. I'm like, okay, lesson learned. Don't just snack mindlessly <laughs> while you're working on the computer. You know better. So, That's so funny. Yeah. So the old me would have overexercised. The old me would have like grabbed jelly beans or candy corn or something crunchy like chips <laughs> or crackers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess it's just taking care of yourself better and knowing that the littlest thing, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it now that I'm 53. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. And boy, do I ever feel it. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a daily struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the other things that has not serviced me well in the past is looking for instead of a Goldilocks, like, um, area where it's not perfect, but it's a range is looking for a magic bullet. Uh And so, you know, when I'm struggling, I'm like, if I can just do this one thing, it's all going to be better. And we've talked about this before. (laughs) Like we've talked to our (laughs) listeners about, you know, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yet when I'm stressed, it's one of those things where I've just got to achieve this or I've just got to not do that and it'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. And as your father or grandfather, whoever said, there's always going to be change. Yeah. So whatever works today, if it's a quote magic bullet, it might not work tomorrow. Yeah. And are, you know, do malic- magic bullets even exist? I don't think right. they do. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we have a bag of tricks, uh, things that we know that serve us well. And, you know, you just have to dig into that bag. You know, for example, if you're feeling crummy or you're feeling lonely or you're feeling whatever negative feeling, it's really easy to go in the kitchen and just binge on whatever makes you temporarily feel good. (laughs) But you can also choose a meal that you know makes you feel awesome. And it's going to... uh, nip that right in the bud. <laughs> right. And I agree. And for me, meal preparation mm-hmm. and and preparing nourishing foods is really important and can me- kind of bring me out of a slump. Mm-hmm. So I have used that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I, I did extreme exercise before. I don't really think I have, I binge on that now, mm-hmm. but I do feel like just being mindful with everything is critical. One other thing that's really helpful is the whole magnesium bit. I, oh, I yeah. do not miss, uh, I don't miss magnesium anymore. Like I, as in, I don't ever not take it. I take mm-hmm. it every day. Mm-hmm. I do too. So I take some during the day and then I take the Trimag at night and that's part of the melatonin Trimag has just been a magical combo. So. That's really cool. Yeah. And um, also just to, like physical, physiologically, when we're under stress, we burn through more magnesium. So our cells like release it and we, I think, urinate it out if I remember correctly. So doubling down on your magnesium when you're feeling stress in your body is always going to be okay. And um, you'll know when you overdo it because <laughs> you'll have to go to the bathroom more <laughs> and yeah. yeah. I actually, I have to be honest with you. I don't think that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been taking magnesium for a while, but mm-hmm. up until really recently, I wasn't really religious about taking it every single day. Mm-hmm. But now that I am, I don't think I've ever had that problem. So mm-hmm. I might still be a little magnesium deficient if I'm honest. Yeah. Dr. Carolyn Dean teaches about that and she does the liquid remag that you add to water. And she, you know, she has protocols on how to start and how you, after a week, you slowly increase, slowly increase, you slowly increase until your symptoms um, decrease. And that's how you, yeah, that's how you hit your saturation because we're all different. And then, and then once you arrive, (laughs) things are always going to change. So (laughs) you're never arriving fully. (laughs) No, that's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, with regard to change, I just... I don't know. I'm still struggling with how to relay to our listeners Mm -hmm. how difficult, not, I'm not complaining. I'm not saying my life is difficult, but just to get across that change is normal Mm -hmm. and that we are allowed to feel overwhelmed occasionally. Absolutely. And then, and then what can we do? How can we cope to get on the other side of it and keep our health intact? (laughs) Right. Yeah, because, you know, one thing's for sure, if something has changed and made things bad, then change is going to happen again that's going to turn things around. So, you know, it's easy when you're struggling with change or or anything else to feel like, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to get better. And here's another kind of um, insight. I have a tendency to want to change something immediately (laughs) to make this larger change go away. For instance, Mm -hmm. because I've had trouble at work. It was so easy to say, I shouldn't have taken this job. This was a mistake. I need to do something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, chicken little, the sky's falling. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you know, to feel like something I have done has been a mistake when I think it's just growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, growing pains hurt, right? <laughs> right. I always think of healing. Like if you... Mm-hmm. um you skin your knee or break a bone or whatever, that the healing process adds more material. It adds things to make that area less vulnerable. And I think that's what we have to do with our emotion too. We have to allow those growth moments and be stronger. Yeah. And actually rest is when all of that happens in both the physical and the emotional, taking a break, giving yourself, you know, grace and, uh, or extra rest. If it's a physical body thing, you've got to, got to give yourself a break. Well, that brings up a question. Mm -hmm. If you, in times of stress or struggle, besides actually sleeping, how else do you rest? What are your tips on actually just, I don't know if you'd call it active rest, non-sleeping rest. I mean, I love the sauna. That definitely is therapy. Yeah, that's definitely therapy. That's something that 
So that, and I think cooking like healthy food, getting in the kitchen with the music on, that is another way I feel like I take care of myself extra. What about you? I do love that. Yeah, I I do those things. I don't have a sauna, but um, I do go to the sauna occasionally. I actually went to a yoga class today, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not a really religious yoga practitioner, but I think it really helped. Um, unfortunately, I will occasionally zone out with some Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, if my if my mind is occupied following a story or reading, honestly, I'm less likely to get caught up in my own mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are a couple of things. I love being outside. So whatever that looks like, whether it's pulling weeds or picking up pine cones or going for a walk, all of that stuff really helps me as well. Yeah. And for me, I do like shows. <laughs> so the, earlier today, I was well, I was zoning out after I wrote in my journal, which is amazing. Um, I was watching home improvement shows. Like I love Oh, those. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. But you uh-huh. know what I had to, to put aside during this struggle period is I'm limiting my social media consumption. Mm -hmm. And also I had gotten, I probably said this on the podcast before, but I'm terrible about watching trashy reality shows. I am embarrassed (laughs) to tell you that, but my husband's like, girl, you got to let them go. I don't think that's good for your, you know, for your brain health. I think he's probably (laughs) right. So I'm trying to sideline that, that nasty habit. Like 2020 or Dateline or one of those kind of shows. No, like the Kardashians. Oh, okay. and like, um, what was the last one I watched? There was one, um, My Unorthodox Life uh-huh. on Netflix. I loved that. And there uh-huh. was like two or three more. This just, for some people, it may not affect their, them. But, you know, Southern Charm is one that used to be on and mm-hmm. Bravo, I think that I would get caught up in or mm-hmm. Summer House was another one. <laughs> it's just it's not educational to you. Let's just let's just say that. Yeah, but it's a way to check out, I guess, for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what oh. I thought, too. But my husband was like, you know, yeah. these people on these shows do not have the same values we do. This is very true. And so, you know, <laughs> that's this thing. It's like if you're watching that mm-hmm. and subliminally letting them get in your head with regard to what's important. Mm -hmm. That's where he was coming at it is that's not healthy. You know, speaking of houses, um, this is something I like to do too, is do something creative. So I were thinking about doing the kitchen at some point in the future. That's the only room we haven't done. And it's going to be a remodel, like moving stuff. And I love spending my brain energy, like planning and where should the refrigerator go? And uh, you know, all of that. Like, so I spent some time on Pinterest this morning too, like brainstorming. That's really cool. We started planning our, planning our spring garden and we went to oh, Lowe's yesterday and, fun. you know, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. And actually, I don't know if I've ever told you this. My dream house is a container home oh, awesome. and I've, I've actually uh-huh. bought books on container home construction and it's ridiculous and I, it might not ever happen, but it's kind of fun to dream about stuff like that. I agree. So that's just another way to take care of your creativity because I think that's inside of us. And if we're all stuck in our problems and worried about nonsense, you know, you forget about that stuff. Yeah, right. And I'm so glad you said nonsense because um, I don't know where this came from, but I've heard it multiple times is don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, it's all small stuff. It really and I is. think that's just so important to to bring myself back to that homing to be like, none of this is really important. I mean, obviously, I want to keep my job, but <laughs> I'm not a bad person. Like, you know, I can I can make this work and it's going to be fine. Absolutely. It's going to be fine. 
Yeah. So ladies, this was just a little check-in of what's going on in, I guess, the first month of 2022. And we'd love to hear what's going on in your lives. What, what, what challenges do you have and how are you coping with those challenges? Absolutely. Let us know. Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at midlife.mamas. For all of our other contact info, check out the show description below, and we will talk to you next week.